Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Fires of Revival podcast. I am your host, Colton Prater, and I pray today's episode will be a help and an encouragement to you. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others. And now for the episode. Well, thank you guys for coming on today for today's episode. I'm actually interviewing two good friends of mine, Brother Dalton and Brother Garrett. They are both youth pastors and podcasters. They have a podcaster. I'll have them share with you guys here in just a moment. But I'll be interviewing both of them and talking about their podcasts and things they've been covering in it and just getting to know them, or at least you guys listening, getting to know them a little bit better. And I hope and pray today's episode will be a blessing to you. So let's go ahead and start off with our first question. So one of you guys that are on here, if you could share with us, tell us what your podcast, what it is and what it's about. Yes. So uh, I'm Garrett Lamb and uh, do podcast with Dalton Dickerson and we do Discover Grace podcast. And uh, it actually started as Young Fundamentalist um, about uh, two years ago uh, this past summer. And it started in my apartment living by myself and kind of just wanted to be able to learn how to teach. I said, if I can teach to nobody, I can teach to somebody, right? And mm-hmm. I felt like Bible college taught me a little bit how to preach, but not as much how to teach. So uh, I started recording them, uh, not sending them to anybody. No one was listening to them, obviously. Then I started sending them to my family and a couple of friends. And then it kind of just took off from there. And uh, while in college, a lot of people in college started listening to it. And then I kind of got to a point where I felt like it needed something else. Like we needed just an extra push. And uh, mm-hmm. so I had asked Dalton if he would join me uh, on starting a new podcast and kind of starting fresh and new. Uh, so we started Discover Grace podcast and kind of just continued the theme of what the podcast was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the whole theme of the podcast is just to love God and love people mm-hmm. and to be able to better yourselves in doing that. And so we talk about all sorts of topics. We've done series, um, just different things in the Christian life we struggle with, or maybe we need to add to our lives. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely been a blessing to me. And I'm sure Dalton would say the same um, and being a blessing to him as well and growing us while we're trying to help other people and get them the gospel and help them in their Christian walk. Yeah, I appreciate that. I enjoy your podcast. I listen to it when you guys put your episodes out. And I couldn't help but think when you said you went from young fundamentalist to discover grace. I'm sure you've gotten this <laughs> a ton of times. Like you guys have gone liberal, you're going recovering fundamentalists yes. on us here. Of course. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, good <laughs> podcast. And I enjoy what it's about. And listeners, I'd encourage you to check it out. It's on all the podcast platforms. And I know they're going to be putting out some episodes here in the near future. They've got some other ones they've done in the past that we're going to be talking about here in just a few minutes. But I'd encourage you to go check their episodes out, check their podcast out, leave them a review listen to it, share it with others, things like that. But can you guys both tell the audience about yourselves? We know you have a podcast, but can you tell us what you do outside of your podcast, like who you are, what your job is, and things like that? Uh, yeah, the, and uh, this is Dalton Dickerson, you know, co-host with Garrett Lamb. But um, I grew up here in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Uh, this is where Colton Prater, our brother Colton, grew up. And uh, and I am here back at the, the church that we both grew up at as youth pastor. And uh, so uh, kind of just a quick backstory of who I am. I, I grew up in the church, but I got saved when I was 10 years old. My youth pastor led me to the Lord, actually in the same office, in the exact spot that I'm recording. There used to be like a couch here. And uh, now, um, anyhow, I got saved there. Um, he led me to the Lord. And then the uh, Lord called me to preach. And so I surrendered to uh, to do that and, and answer that call at youth camp at 11 and uh, grew up in the youth group, great youth group. 
um, Brother Colton Prater just kind of made it the best. And uh, we have some great memories that we could probably share, but probably should not share oh, yeah. <laughs> on live share, air. Share. Any share. Other episode uh, for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have some good ones. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and so kind of grew up in youth group and then um, I went to Hiles Anderson College and uh, there got married and came back um, and took the role as youth pastor. And so I'm here in my home church working, uh, loving it, been here for about two years uh, and just uh, soaking it up and and uh, love everything about it. So just got a little bit about who I am and, and what I'm doing. Yeah, Dalton, you, you left one part out. Remember uh, when you were like the the goat wrangler or whatever you did? <laughs> goat wrangler. <laughs> uh, whatever you did at the uh, fair. <laughs> all right. This is clear the air because I'm going to have so many questions. Yeah, you got to tell this it. now. Yeah. I, I don't know. For some reason I, I had a friend and um, – uh, we might we might have been like 12 years old maybe 11 and somehow they had a bunch of goats at their house and and god bless them you know but uh you know <laughs> you know i never messed with goats in my life but um they they started taking them to shows and they asked if i wanted to help out and i was like sure and so uh lo and behold i started going to goat shows and uh, i showed some goats off for about I don't know, maybe three or four times. Yeah, um, I thought for sure that was going to end up in you know who you are, but oh well, yeah, 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 it's um, it's, it's a regular. It, it's a it's a detail that that's often left out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want to make sure <laughs> the, the audience memoirs. heard. Oh, uh, yeah. So so there, there's yeah, other things I, I could say, but um, yeah, I I feel like um after you said what you did, my my testimony is kind of boring, but, <laughs> but I guess no testimony is boring. It's it's they're all good, right? Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. But uh, I got saved as well as the age of ten, and I was at Mount Salem Revival Grounds. Uh, Brother Oliver Reza was preaching, and I really felt knew that I was not saved, and so went down and got saved. A uh, man from Pennsylvania, I don't even know his name or um, really where he's at now, but he took the Bible and showed me how I could be saved and bowed my head and accepted Christ. And then about two years later, um, the founder of that camp was at my home church, Landmark Baptist in Parkersburg, West Virginia. And uh, he uh, was preaching. I have no idea what he was preaching on, but I knew the Lord was calling me to preach. And so I went down, prayed with my youth pastor, and uh, we prayed about it for a few days and really knew that was what God was calling me to do. And so that brought me to Hiles Anderson College and uh, was roommates with Dalton in college. And uh, we work together and did class together. And I took pastoral theology and then a youth minor. And uh, then the Lord called me uh, into full-time ministry. I got married in March of 2021 and then uh, went into full-time ministry in October of 2021 in Delaware, Ohio. I'm the youth pastor at Grace Baptist Church and uh, about 150 attendants, um, smaller youth group. And uh, we're just uh, Lord's blessed us in many ways, brought us new visitors and, and done some uh, really big things while we've been here. And uh, we're just happy to be in the perfect will of God. That's the best place to be for sure. Amen. Now, just to clarify, you are not a goat wrangler, right? Like no, no, <laughs> I'm not a goat wrangler. He you wishes he was. Yeah. <laughs> people people call me the goat, but I'm not a goat wrangler. Oh, oh there we go. So, that was good. <laughs> Way to fix that there. Redeem yourself. All right. The yeah. next question for us here, a little more serious note. So on your podcast, Discover Grace, uh, last few months ago, or a few months ago, when you guys finished your last series, that series is through the book of James. You went through it verse by verse, and you went through all five chapters, breaking it down, and just looking at biblical applications, saying how that book applies to us today, and you covered all of it. And a great series, and listeners, I'd encourage you to go check out that series. Really good, by the way. 
But in that series, could you share with us maybe what each of you, your favorite portion in that book? And maybe it's a verse, maybe it's a group of verses. Just share what your favorite portion is maybe and why. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, but it's a hard one to answer because I look at it like it's, how do you pick between your favorite children, right? Mm-hmm. You know, which one's your favorite? Um, but, you know, really all the book of James was amazing to be able to go through and uh, just see how in, in depth it was mm-hmm. on a practical sense. Uh, but I, I would say, Colton, my, my favorite passage throughout what we did was James chapter number one, verses 19 through 27. Um, specifically, uh, being doers of the word, not hearers only, because yeah. uh, it's so easy to deceive ourselves. Like the Bible says that we think that we're doing what we should. Um, but really all we're doing is just hearing the word of God. We're in church, we're in the right place at the right time. But if we don't put action to what we're doing, you know, what we're hearing, then really all of it's in vain. You know, we can hear and get all the information, get the knowledge, just like when we were in Bible college, there's mm-hmm. people that they sit there, they get all the knowledge and then they graduate college. And they don't really do anything with it yeah. because they were hearers, but they weren't doers. Mm-hmm. And then verse number 27, um, pure religion and undefiled before God and the father is this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. You know, that really just puts in a nutshell what a Christian should be. You know, right. we look at it and say, man, what, what is, what is it that makes somebody pure? And that's really helping the people that are helpless, you know, people that don't have a father figure in their life or they don't have that helpmate. Uh, that they once had, and they're going through a rough time and reaching out and loving others. And also at the end of the verse, it says, keeping yourself unspotted from the world. And that's what we're supposed to do as Christians is to reach out uh, a helping hand to other people. And then also keeping ourselves unspotted from the world to where we're a vessel into honor and God can use us uh, to be something bigger than ourselves. You know, why does God use any of us? It's, it's the question I think all of us ask, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have to really, he can, yeah, he, he can do anything he wants, right? He can move the mountains. He can uh, calm the seas just by his voice, you know, saying one word, uh, but he chooses to, to use us. And that's, that's what makes, you know, really our relationship with Jesus Christ. So amazing is that it is pure religion is just going out of your way to help other people. And then also keeping yourself unspotted from those things that would be ungodly and the things that God wouldn't want you to do and keeping that right testimony. So you can guide those other people to truth. So that, that was probably my favorite portion of scripture uh, that we went over during the series. Yeah. And I love that verse, verse 27, it kind of describes, you know, you're in the world, you're making a difference. You're, you're helping the fatherless, the widows, you're, Mm -hmm. you're pouring into those lost people that are hurting, but it says you're, you're not like the world you're in the world, but you're not of it. You're in there making a difference, but you're not becoming like that. I love that challenge that that verse. And Dalton, what would you say is a favorite passage for you? Um, Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy doing the book of James and there's so many different things that we could say, but for me, I I would have to to go to James chapter four. Um, This passage of scripture right here, I just really enjoyed. Um, So practical and uh, I can apply it to myself. Verse six, it says, he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And I just, I just, uh, I love that, that, um, that verse. And of course the verses that follow, uh, cause I, I don't want any resistance between me and God. Uh, that's the one thing I don't want. You know, when I think of resistance, I think of, um, you know, two magnets. And, uh, of course, when something's magnetized, it draws it together. But if you were to flip it around and reverse the, I guess, the gravitational pull, 
um, it, you can literally move a magnet without ever touching it um, mm -hmm. by just the resistance that that's caused there. But I don't want that between me and God. And Amen. but what it says, He giveth grace into the humble. So I want to be in the humble crowd. Um, when I talk to our teenagers about this verse, or if I mention it, I always mention, um, you know, like a, a football player like Derrick Henry, and uh, you've seen videos of him stiff arming someone. They're running at him to tackle, and he just sticks his arm his arm out and arm out and just nails them, you know, and they go on the ground. Uh, I just kind of feel like that's what it means to be resisted is to be pushed back. And, uh, and I don't want any of that. I, I want to be in the humble crowd that God gives grace into. And, and just kind of this passage here, uh, it's just, just basically a practical way to live. Uh, it talks about being humble. then talks about submitting to God, resisting the devil, verse eight, drawing nigh to God, cleansing our hands, purifying our hearts, um, and it just kind of goes into a couple things that we need to do and just a practical outline on, on how to live. So I really enjoyed James chapter four uh, and kind of this verse six, seven and eight. Yeah. And for me, a favorite passage that I've always liked in James is chapter five, verses uh, 16 and 17, hmm. where it says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The mm -hmm. effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And it says they're kind of giving an example of verse 16. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained out on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And then it carries that on in verses 18 and 19. But just this idea, he says there in 16, that to confess our faults one to another, he's saying you need to be, make sure you're right with your friends. Make sure you're right with your brethren. And you have your, you know, your relationships with man right. And then in doing so, that'll make us right with God. And then he says, pray one for another that you may be healed. And then he says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And he says that, you know, when we're living a life that's upright, doing what chapter one, verse 27 says, you know, we're unspotted from the world, that he says you're going to have a fruitful prayer life. He says there that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And, and I'm guilty of this. You know, my prayer is not getting answered at times. And I have to look at myself and say, well, am I following verse 16? Am I, you know, living a righteous life? Am I confessing my faults? Am I staying unspotted from the world? And just the convicting challenge in James and just prayer. And he has talked about prayer again in chapter four and chapter three and chapter two, this idea of asking God for things. And to me, the book mm -hmm. of James is just a super helpful book. And I'm yeah. so glad you guys went through it verse by verse, just talking about it there. Mm -hmm. But uh, our next question kind of going off of that and going through this book, all five chapters, I'm sure the Lord taught you many different things, maybe some spiritual lessons or just, things that you guys or others listening needed to work on. So what would you say is something God taught each of you just walking through this verse or walking through this book verse by verse? Yeah. And, and I think what Colton, what this uh, going through this verse by verse has taught me and, and, and kind of why we picked the book, but after getting into it, it's very evident uh, is, is that this book was written, you know, to a group of really good religious people. Um, this was not written to an unchurched people or a very unreligious people. The book of the James was written to the Jewish people, uh, the Jewish church. And, uh, and and there's some great people, but there's some things they need to work on. And I think for me is, is and, and I know I can be a, a sorry dog sometimes and, and I can, you know, do things I, I shouldn't do. And I think we all struggle with sin and, and being what we ought to be. But, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm not struggling with, you know, alcohol every day or, you know, just different, different major things you'd consider sin. Um, 
but you look at this book and you line yourself up, of course, with Jesus, but with what the book of James has to say and, and every verse, every chapter, there's something I need to work on. And it's just a book that, that is written to those that are maybe religious, those that, that maybe, um, you know, ha- have known Christ for a long time and, and maybe some things that we've overlooked. And, and the book of James just really picks it out and draws it out mm-hmm. and says, you might be good here, but over here you need some work. And mm-hmm. uh, this, this you might be thinking you're, you're fine in this area, but over here uh, you need to get your life straightened out and, and you need to make sure that you're treating these people right and, and just different things throughout the book of the book of James and and just a, a great book that, that, that when I examine myself to it, uh, there's so many things that I could be doing better, so many things I need to be working on. And uh, that was one of the things that, that I really enjoyed about it. And, and one of the reasons that I think we picked it um, is just there's every chapter, you know, it hits me um, and, and hits me and some things I need to work on and fix yeah. and tweak. And, and I think that's why uh, I really enjoyed the book of James and why it's probably my favorite book of the Bible. Um, is, is that reason there? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, really my favorite thing about studying through it or, or what convicted me the most is it's it's easy to be just a surface Christian. Um, I believe that a lot of what he's going through, James is going through, is like you said, a religious type people, um, but kind of deepening your walk with the Lord. Um, submitting yourselves, drawing nigh to God, uh, watching what we say, you know, not being deceived by the devil, uh, pretty foundational things, but really it's the foundational things that root us into stronger relationships. And I think if I'm not careful, I can become a surface Christian where my relationship with God, I, I talk to God, I pray to God, I, uh, I look in my Bible and I read it every day. Uh, but really just going a little bit deeper and finding out, you know, why, why does it say this? You know, who are they talking to? Um, doing a little bit of hermeneutics, right? What we learned in college is just looking through the Bible and actually studying it out instead of just kind of brushing through, making sure you check the box off that you did it. And, uh, or if we're not careful, you know, us as, as youth pastors, you know, just trying to get a sermon, right? Just trying to get something that you can teach or something that you can say. Um, so really it was the foundational things in the Christian life are really what root us. But if we just stay on the surface level, you know, we just stay on ground level. We never root ourselves deep. We're never going to grow like we ought to be. Um, it's just going to be kind of tossed to and fro, you know, as, as they say in the book of James with every wind of doctrine. So um, I think that was probably the biggest thing through the series that really spoke to me is me realizing, look, I, I, I've got to dig deep because if I don't, you know, I'm going to be like others I've seen before, just kind of going with the wind, whatever their flavor of the day is, that's what they're going to go with. Yeah. Um, but we have to be rooted in, in what God wants us to be in Christ. And the book of James, probably more than any other book, is so practical that we can apply those things to our daily lives each and every day that we be, be a better Christian. Yeah. And I love how practical this book is. I heard someone say one time that James is kind of like the book of Proverbs, but for the new Testament mm-hmm. and just, it's, it's very simple. It's just the how to of Christianity, you know, make sure you're doing these things. And it's just a very simple book, very practical, very helpful book that just helps walk us through the Christian life and how we're supposed to live it. Yeah. And listeners, I'd encourage you if you haven't read the book of James in a while, that's been, maybe a few months or even a few years, or if you haven't ever read it before, 
go read it for yourself. It's just five chapters. You could read a chapter a day, knock it out within a week. And I guarantee you it'll make a difference in your life and work. the Lord can use it to work in your heart. But one thing that's uh, in common with all three of us, we shared this at the beginning, is all three of us listen, uh, recording this today are youth pastors. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. None of us you know, have been one for you know 20 plus years. I've been one for three months. Garrett, you've been one for almost a year. And Dalton, you've been one for almost two years. So with both of all of us being youth pastors, what would you say is something that the Lord has taught you while mm-hmm. being one for this short time? What's maybe a lesson God's taught you during this season? There's a lot of lessons. <laughs> I think if you're a youth pastor, you do a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest lesson that I've learned as being a youth pastor is uh, it's easy putting together an activity, you know, relatively, right? You, you get a lot. There's a lot of fun in that. There's a lot of fun in planning something for the teens, a trip for the teens. This past week, we just went to Cedar Point. Yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. And you get to build those relationships with them while you're there. Um, but really the the week in, week out, uh, just trying to build that relationship with them and get a little bit closer. And actually, like we just talked about, studying the word of God to give them that truth. You know, because our whole lives, we kind of rely on the preacher, right? We rely on the guy that our youth pastor, our pastor. Uh, they're giving us the word of God on Sundays and they're giving it to us. Uh, week in and week out. Um, but then when it becomes you, you know, the one that you're, you have to give, um, it's, you got to do a lot more work for that and you got to seek God a lot more. And I think that my personal walk with God has been something that's grown since I've been a youth pastor. It's had to grow me uh, because I feel like when I got here, probably like you guys, you don't feel like you're ready. And I've been here for a year and I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to figure this thing out. And, you know, I had to realize, man, I got to get close to the Lord. And if we're going to do anything here, you know, if, if God's going to do anything here, it's going to take him. It's not me. Um, they don't care if I was good at basketball. They don't care if I'm a good preacher and relatively, you know, they don't, they don't really care about the things that we might see as importance. Uh, but what they really care about is who you are as a person and how much time you're going to invest in them and how much you're going to love them. Um, so I've, I've learned that. And another thing I, th- I think that I would say I'm continue learning and, and that's also continuing. But another thing is just having a better balance in life. Um, I'm somebody I get caught up in what I'm doing. Uh, so if, if I'm, if I'm watching football and I'm all in on football, <laughs> if I'm watching basketball, I'm all in on it. And with youth ministry, I feel like I'm constantly thinking like, what's the next thing I can do? What, what can I, how can I be a blessing to someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, just constantly thinking yeah. of things all day long. And then I come home with that. And it's not necessarily the problems or the struggles, but then I come home with that and have a balance of kind of stepping away from youth ministry and getting it off my mind and spending time with my family and having that because family is most important, right? Ministry is, is very important, but our family always comes first. And so kind of stepping away from that, I think that's something I'm continually learning is how to just kind of shut off for a little bit so I can be renewed and get rest and, and kind of jump back into things and be a blessing again and give it my all. Um, so those are things that the Lord has definitely taught me and teaching me uh, since I've been youth pastor over this past year. You know, Garrett, you, you talked about, um, you know, turning it off and turning it on be with your family. That's really hard to do. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it's not for other people, but for me, it's, 
it's hard. Like I literally, I literally have to, before I walk in the door at my house, have to think, okay, nothing else matters besides uh, my family right now. And I'm just going to, you know, whatever's right. on my ma- mind, I just need to, to, to physically, like mentally dump it off somewhere out there in the yard. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that, that's really hard to do. And, and yeah. uh, I'm glad you shared that. Cause I was like, man, I, I hope I'm not the only person that struggles with that. <laughs> no, definitely not. My, my mind races like 2000 miles per hour sometimes. Yeah. But, um, Trying to think of what goat I'm going to wrangle again. Oh, oh yeah. One, hey, you're, you're the <laughs> lamb, though, not the goat. Though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh. Wow. <laughs> With a little L, not the big L. Blasphemy. But when it comes to, you know, what, what I've learned as being a youth pastor, again, I think there's many things that I've learned, uh, things to do, things not to do. Um, I think one of the games we played in chapel um, I haven't had many big failures yet, but one of the failures was we played a game in chapel and, uh, which is a joke with the teenagers still today. Um, and anyhow, I, I read it in a book somewhere and that's, that's where it goes <laughs> South, you know? <laughs> and the game is you, you, everyone gets a toothpick and you get a marshmallow and you pass it from mm-hmm. person to person, but your toothpick has to stay in it. It's like a, I don't know if you can picture that, but you're passing yeah. a marshmallow person to person with, the, but the toothpicks in their mouth. That's the key. I read this, yeah. Um, and so it's, it stabs in the, the marshmallow, and then you pass it on to someone else, and you have all these toothpicks, you know, hanging out. But the, the big problem was I did not buy the, the large marshmallows, okay? I bought, I bought I just bought, <laughs> bought the regular ones. So, you know, if you can think about it, it's about an inch or two wide. Um, and, yeah, it was a disaster. Um, I heard about that game. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was like my third game in chapel uh, for us. Oh, man. And, and the kids, like, it's during, like, COVID, still kind of a thing. And the kids are like, what about COVID? I'm like, suck it up. Like, You'll be fine. I was like, you just need to dig deep. And uh, there's a couple people that, that tried hard, but there are a lot there's a lot of resistance. Um, mm. But, yeah. But when it comes to, you know, what I've learned and, and some things I've really applied, um, we've never, never done that game since. But uh, it's just in the book, never to do again. Um, it is really just I've kind of learned – and I'm not, you know, completely good at this, but but I feel like I'm I've I've learned a lot, and this is something I've picked up on, is seeing others how God sees them, mm-hmm. um, and and I really didn't really understand that until now. Now I'm in a a, a position of, of leadership, and and I have really I have a heart for the teenagers in our youth group, and I pray for them, and uh, I love them, and. Mm-hmm. and you know I want I want what's best for them, but then I have to look at it and say, God, you know, what do you want for this group, and and uh you know what do you what do you want me to preach and and how do you want me to 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 go about different things and what activities do you want me to do and really just kind of learning to to see them how god sees them he sees them as someone that has a future someone that has a plan and a will and uh you know someone that that he's going to use to make an impact uh in in eternity to impact someone else and just kind of seeing that not seeing a 14 year old you know annoying you know young young junior high young junior high boy but seeing someone Never, that, that god right. you know wants to use and yeah it's hard to do we, we take people on team soul winning every wednesday and in the van it might it, sometimes it gets a little crazy but i have to remind myself that crazy person that you know god wants to use them and he loves them uh a lot and when he's 35 40 um hopefully he's doing something for the lord um mm-hmm. i don't know what that may be but just trying to see you know the teenagers see others how god wants to see them and that's something I've kind of learned and what God's kind of showed me 
um, is that he has big plans for them. And so I need to make sure I understand that and take that into account uh, and, and just kind of pray for them and love, love them in a way that, that God would want me to do so. Um, cause, cause I'm having an impact in someone's future and I need to do it the right way, God's way, uh, not my way. Um, and, and just kind of figure out what he wants me to preach and how he wants me to treat people and, uh, and, and definitely understand and be aware that these people here, these teenagers are going to grow up one day and serve God. And I need to make sure that I'm doing everything God wanted me to do to help them get there. Yeah. And a quick lesson God's taught me in just a few months, I'm the youngest of all three of us here, <laughs> only been at it for a few months is in the area of my walk with God, because if I'm not careful, a lot of times my walk with God will become, instead of actually walking with God, it's all right, where's my next sermon? Where's the next Sunday school lesson? Where's the next Wednesday night teen service message? Where's the next Christian school chapel sermon coming from? You know, where's children's church? Uh, there's, you know, and there's nothing f- wrong with, you know, your walk with God and getting sermons out of that. I think that should come out of it. But when my walk with God it turns into that, that's when it becomes dangerous and not good. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord's been working on me on making sure my walk with God stays my walk with God and not sermon study time and things like that. And I love that each of us kind of shared something different. You know, Garrett, yours with family, Dalton with the lesson that you shared there and the one that I had. And the Lord's just working in each of our hearts in different ways, different things he's emphasizing. But Again, thank you guys both for coming on. It's been a blessing. And yeah. if those listening, if you're wondering what the key takeaway is, it is that Dalton is the, the goat wrangler. <laughs> you just <laughs> named the, the title. The title. I was going to say title, goat wrangler. The goat, goat wrangler <laughs> and the lamb. The goat, goat wrangler, wrangler and the lamb. There you there go. There we go. <laughs> I have to put that in the uh, show notes there or something. Put in the episode <laughs> description. Great. If those listening, will get the episode. If not, they'll wonder what the world's going on with this guy. <laughs> but uh thank you guys both for coming on it's been a blessing we had a great time uh, looking at god's word and just catching up and having fun there Definitely. but uh to close us out mind praying us out here yeah i'd love to thanks for letting us be on here yeah. uh, let's pray dear heavenly father thank you for um just allowing us to be together and thank you for just uh, the work that you've done in our lives and i thank you for the people that we represent and uh the ministries that we represent and i pray that you just help us as youth pastors to honor and glorify you and uh, to point others in your direction. And I pray that those that are listening to this podcast today, they would, they would take away something from it, Lord, and learn to love you more and, and to learn to love your word more. And uh, Lord, I pray that we would continue to be a light in this dark world. In your name, amen.